Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping at second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Yeah, I might cry on the radio tonight, ladies and gentlemen, so stay tuned. 12-2, the final score. Royals lose a fifth straight game dropped the series to the Texas Rangers fall to 1 and 11 at home this season and fall 10 games below 500 just 18 games into 2023 Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. I am down, ladies and gentlemen. I am. And I I, um, I enjoy being the baseball therapist on occasion for some of you. I enjoy being your... Uh, I know some of you enjoy venting to me. It means a lot to me, but I am crestfallen tonight, Kansas City. I can't lie to you. Boy, oh boy. Royals are off to their second worst 18-game start in history. Worse than 2019. Just as bad as 2018. I'm not even talking about like 06 or 07. You got to go back to 1992, the last time a team in Kansas City started off worse than this. Again, the phone number is 913-586-7610. And uh, talking to Matt Quattrero a moment ago, he's right. Uh, This was, was... A good game in the sixth inning. You know, at that time, I thought, really, that that missed play by Kyle Isbell in the fourth inning that turned into the third Texas run. I'm thinking, oh, man, that the normally uh, and statistically well above average defensive center fielder Kyle Isbell making the rare miscue is going to cost this team the game. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was going to break my heart. Oh, if they would have lost 3-2, to two, oh, man, I would have been so bummed out. 
And then they lost 12-2. to I'm deflated, Kansas City. Look, I'll, I'll be ready tomorrow. I'll be raring to go tomorrow at 12 noon. I wish it was noon right now. I wish they were about to line up and play another game. Because I got a rotten taste in my mouth right now. Uh, text line's there for you as well. The J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Royals trail 3-2 to two as they go to the top of the sixth inning. Carlos Hernandez then doesn't miss a single bat. Now his stuff was electric as far as velocity is concerned, but the hitters for the Texas Rangers are big leaguers, and they're not intimidated by 100 or 102 miles per hour stuff. Carlos Hernandez gives up four straight singles, And then a three-run home run. Add it all up, he faced five batters and they all scored. There's your ball game. Yeah, Brad Keller walked a career-high matching five. Yeah, the Royals went 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Yeah, the Royals have been held to just one hit or fewer with a runner in scoring position in a staggering 13 of their 18 games this season, including each of the last four. Did you hear what I just said? One hit or fewer with a runner in scoring position in 13 of their 18 games this season. I don't know about you. I can't scream about the offense anymore. I don't think it's worth screaming about Brad Keller. He had a below-average outing tonight, no doubt. But it's not as if it was an absolute train wreck from the right-hander. Am I supposed to freak out about Carlos Hernandez? I Maybe I should. I don't have it in me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I am deflated. I... And I I think the reason why I'm deflated, I'll I'll get right to your thoughts, is because everything is telling me to turn the page. Not turn the page to tomorrow's game and get ready for Brady Singer to hopefully stop this losing streak, but turn the page to 2024. Oh, my God. I don't want to do it. I refuse to do that before the month of May. I refuse. But now I feel like I'm just being stubborn. Everything that I've learned about the game of baseball has told me you can't make any grand declarations until the month of May at least arrives. Normally it's the middle of May, if not the end of May, before you make any sort of Grand statements. It's April 18th. Oh my God, it's the 18th. I don't want to turn the page. If some of you have credit to you, I talked about it last night. I, I, I talked about it yesterday on Fesco in the morning. I wish I could adopt and embrace 
the evaluation season of 2023 and not get so hung up on wins and losses. But it's April 18th. I should be allowed to in April. And yet I, I feel like the fool. I feel like the bozo. Maybe you guys can convince me to turn the page why I shouldn't turn the page. Boy, I need your help, Royals fans. Again, the phone number, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Chris was one of the 12,000 in attendance tonight. He's leaving Kauffman Stadium and was kind enough to dial us up. Chris, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Vern. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate these post-game shows. You know, it helps helps blow off some steam after the boys in blue let us down. But um, just wanted to talk about the the Royals' just poor record at home. You know, last year they were 65 and 97 on the year, right? So 32 games under 500. But they were only three games under 500 at home last year. They were 39 and 42. And then they were like 29 under 500 on the road. So I'm just sitting here they're one and 11 and i'm just like where are their like where are their wins going to come from if they can't win at home and just are these just kind of necessary growing pains do you think or i don't know do you think the organization kind of you know over i don't know maybe expected too much from these young guys i don't know I'll find I, Thank you, yeah chris thanks for the phone call i mean honestly no i i don't think that the organization um, overshot expectations because I really haven't heard very many high expectations from those in power within the organization. Lofty expectations and high hopes and grand predictions were made by you and I, by the fans, by some in the media. Organization's been very clear that this is an evaluation season. Now they hope to win more games. You know, we've heard John Sherman and JJ Piccolo acknowledge, yeah, yeah, we're, we're well, sure. We're we're hoping for improvement in the win-loss record, but we're also looking for improvement from our young core. Right? They're they're quick to say, yeah, sure, wins matter, but also don't forget the improvement of Bobby Witt Jr. and MJ Melendez, Vinny Pasquantino, and Brady Singer. Kyle Isbell, Drew Waters, Chris Bubich, and Daniel Lynch. I don't know if the or well Yeah, you know what? I I I don't know how floored they are at this team's lack of production. Not ten games below five hundred, eighteen games into the season, maybe that's eye-opening, but I don't think they're floored the way that some of you and at times I have been. Now, Chris, to your question of is this a a necessary uh, step, uh, a part of the growth of of a young club? Yeah, I hope so. But I'm not going to sit here and give you the affirmative. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Oh, yeah, for sure. I hope so. 
Now, there are steps that each one of these individuals, the, the Bobbies and MJs and Masseys, yeah, they, they all need to experience the grind, the ups and downs, the mental battle. They need to acknowledge uh, that they belong in the big leagues, that they can't do it themselves, that they need to pass the baton and you know, be unselfish. You know, trust the guy behind you. It's easier said than done, especially when you look up at Crown Vision and see you're hitting a buck 50. I'm hitting a buck 50 and you expect me to just hit a nice single the opposite way? Man, I need to get my OPS up. I need to turn on one. I need to gap one right here. We got a man in scoring position, and the guy behind me in the batting lineup is hitting a buck 30. So you know what? I need to be the one to drive him home. I need to be the hero, right? It comes from a good place. It comes from a team first place. But whenever you're saying I need to be the one, it's the antithesis of team first. No, just take your single and allow the guy behind you that, yes, is hitting a buck 30. Let him pick up the RBI. Now, you can understand why. Um, take your pick. Any one of these in the starting nine, any one of these Royals in the starting nine, you can understand why they may not be willing to pass the baton or keep the line moving. Because they know the guy behind them is pressing. So you know what? I'm, I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to pick up the entire dugout, and I'm going to hit a five-run home run. And what happens? They go 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Royals led this game 1 to nothing as Bobby Witt Jr. on the first pitch of the bottom of the first inning smokes it to right field for a leadoff triple. He would come around to score just five pitches later thanks to a sacrifice fly from MJ Melendez. Three pitches after that, Salvi belts one 407 feet to deep center field for a one-out double, and the Royals are in business. Unfortunately, Perez would never move off of second base. And the Royals wouldn't score again until the fourth inning. By that time, they were down, and they would remain down. Final score, 12-2. to two. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. It's our text line number as well. 913-586-7610. Also leaving the game, leaving Kauffman Stadium, is Eddie. Dials us up on a Tuesday night. Eddie, go ahead. Man, Vern, I got to tell you, man, forget about what we see on the field right now. Thank you for doing this damn post show every night and at least trying to have somewhat of a level head, having some common sense, and hearing what we want to hear every night. We Thanks, know man. that this team is not the best right now. But at least we know that we can hear encouraging words and we can hear you tell us where this team's got to go. We appreciate you every night. And you know what? We're going to improve. This team's going to get better. The guys who are supposed to be good, the Vinnies, the Bobbies, the MJs, they're going to be there. They're going to be good. The rest of the team, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But right now, we got to at least try and focus on what's good. At least those guys are not going to shit out the ball, even though they can't get the hits to fall. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, it's, I, I sat behind home plate tonight, and it was encouraging to watch them hit the ball hard. It was great. But they've got to do better. They've got to start winning games, and the pitching's just – the relief pitching's got to come around. You're right, Eddie. Appreciate the phone call. Um, I, I think he may have cussed. Uh, if he did, I apologize. Uh, if he didn't, eh, whatever. Did we? Did we? Did he? I don't know if we dropped it, but uh, you don't think so? Yeah, neither do I. Maybe it wasn't. Now uh, you know what? Now nah, you know what? I don't want to. Inc- no, 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 no. Let's go to Joshua in Olathe. Joshua, you're on six ten Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. Thanks for taking my call tonight. I was one of the 12,000 that watched that that game tonight, uh, if you wanted to call it that. Uh, I knew it was going to be a rough day when I started seeing the text line this morning. Texted Bob this morning, Bob Fesco in the morning, saying something about my letting my dog out. So it, it was a rough day. Um, I would think at this point it's time for a fire sale. Uh, what's your thoughts on maybe trading – trading some players how about like let's throw some names out there josh salmont what's your thoughts on trading him sure yeah listen thanks for the phone call joshua great name yeah everyone's on the block in my opinion i think bob fesco brought this up uh, back on monday and i agree with him wholeheartedly now as i say that again it's it's april 18th you're not trading anyone on April 18th because good teams like their team on April 18th. Good teams don't see massive holes on their team right now. Now, uh, they, they, they will likely get there as we approach the end of July. But you're not trading, in my opinion, you're, you're, you're not trading anyone. Until what, late May? We're more than a month, month and a half before you start making moves for Aroldis Chapman or Josh Stallmont or Scott Barlow or Brad Keller. No, there isn't anyone on this team that I would say is untouchable. Not one. Now, are you going to get the type of return that would allow you to move a Bobby Witt Jr.? No, no. MJ Melendez, Vinny Pasquantino? No, I don't see that offer coming. Brady Singer? No, I don't likely see another team offering the type of bounty it would take to uh, part with such a a well-above-average arm like Brady Singer. But there isn't anyone that I would say is untouchable. Again, you got to remember what the Royals are attempting to do. If they are going to emulate to a certain extent the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Guardians, then there is no one that is off limits. Cleveland traded Francisco Lindor. Tampa traded Blake Snell. I understand, text line. I I know Salvador Perez was just named captain. I understand that. I also understand the small odds that you get a team interested in taking that contract off your books. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Whether it's this year at the deadline or this offseason, I don't think that 
the idea of moving a Salvador Perez is out of the question. It's certainly not as laughable as it used to be. Thanks for the phone call. 913-586-7610. Royals lose 12-2. Quick reminder, as we're now less than nine days away from the NFL draft in the sports world descending on Kansas City, a quick reminder, Royals fans, that on night one of the NFL draft, 610 Sports Radio is going to have the draft covered uh, from every point in this city. Uh, So much so that the Royals game is actually moving to the FM dial on that Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, April 27th, Thursday night's game, my on-deck show, the game itself, and my post-game show will all be on our sister station, Alt 96.5. Again, Alt 96.5, or of course, on the Odyssey app. Let's go back to the phone calls as the Royals drop a fifth straight game. They're now 4-14 and on the season. I haven't seen what the Oakland Athletics have done. But the Royals might be inching closer and closer to the worst record in Major League Baseball. Run differential-wise, they are the second-worst team in baseball. Royals minus 42 runs. They've been outscored by 42 runs in the first 18 games combined. Oakland has been outscored by 72 runs. Thank God for the Oakland Athletics. Man, I did not want to be saying that on April 18th. Let's go to Optimus Sloan and Casey Moe. Go ahead, Sloan. Vern, great to hear you, man. Listen, I want to preface preface this by saying that I, I've seen a lot of losing in my day as a 33-year-old Royals fan, but I like where this team is headed. In spite of the terrible loss today and the several others that we've seen, we do have the Oakland Athletics on the schedule coming up somewhat soon, so nice. I have that to look forward to at least. And, you know, we're not where we want to be right now, and honestly – with a lot of these losses, just a few mistakes here and there, I think a lot of these games could go different ways, but that's the optimist saying that, and that's why I called. But I do do honestly think that, uh, you know, if we can look back to and realize that kind of it's difficult when we've also faced some of the most dynamite teams to start our season, and we don't get to face the athletics until, you know, almost May, but – Good times are on the horizon. I have full faith in Mr. Sherman with the ownership. And this is a painful part of the process. This absolutely stings, but we knew it was coming. And it's really hard to see it in the moment, but we're going to have a lot of growth from this. Again, this loss stings, though, but there's a lot that we can build on this. Thank you, Vern. Thank you, Kansas City. And uh, here's for better times. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Somebody give me a drink, please. Nobody even looked at me. All right. Uh, no, I don't want anything. I'm joking. Uh, thanks for the phone call, Sloan. Yeah, you're right. That, And I, I talked about this earlier on the On Deck show. Yeah, I, I can look past. Um, I can look back on each one of the 14 losses and identify where it went sideways. 
But that's professional sports. That's the NFL. That's Major League Baseball. That's the NBA. It's a very thin line between winning and losing in this sport. And how, how many times have you watched an NFL game? And they, they always come down to a three, three-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, no, I, yeah, sure. It's it's very difficult to win. A lot of things need to go right for you to win a big league baseball game. And yet, every team in Major League Baseball has found a way to win more than the Royals outside of Oakland. The Royals do face Oakland at the beginning of May. As a matter of fact, nice job by the Royals uh, marketing team. Lorenzo Cain will return to retire a Royal on May 6th as the Royals take on the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, should be a packed house on that Saturday night. If you want to be in the building to welcome back Lolo, make sure you're listening to the On Deck Show each and every day here on 610 Sports Radio. One hour before first pitch, I give you a chance to win two tickets to see Lorenzo Cain return home. So tomorrow, make sure you're listening at 12 noon. I'll be broadcasting live from Craft and Draft inside the K, and we'll play our, our new game called the Pitch Clock. You get it right, you win a pair of tickets. So that's tomorrow beginning at 12 noon. Now, one other point that Sloan brings up, that while true, I'm over it. I don't want to hear it anymore. And that is, while wow, the Royals' schedule has been a bear early on. Facing Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray, Alec Manoa and Kevin Gossman, Jacob deGrom twice, the Atlanta Braves for three. Yeah, no doubt it has been a gauntlet early on. But who in Major League Baseball are we looking down upon? Who are we wishing to see? Man, I wish we had a chance to take on Okay, Oakland, sure. Detroit, I can get with that. Even though Detroit is four games in front of the Royals. But who else? When does the schedule lighten up? I'm looking at it right now. I don't see a two-week stretch where all you do is play Oakland and Detroit. You have the second worst record in baseball, the second worst run differential in baseball. Every night's difficult. It's the big leagues. Most opposing pitchers are good. The Royals pitchers are good, right? Royals are 4 and 14 and what is their strength right now? The rotation. Sloan, I appreciate what you're trying to do, man. And I'm not even saying you're wrong. I've been thoroughly impressed with the coaching staff. What they've set out to do through 18 games, they've accomplished a lot of it. But nobody wants to hear about it because they're 10 games below 500 and in a city that now knows it's a championship city in a town that now has a standard of show us entertainment if you want our entertainment dollar. You need to impress us. 
we're not just going to come around you and support you just because it has Kansas City across your chest. That may have been how it was when a lot of us were growing up. But 2023, it is a different time, Jack. There are so many outlets vying for your entertainment dollar. All we care about is wins and losses. And I respect it. I respect it, Kansas City. Now, the Royals deserve a large share of the credit for that newfound self-esteem that we all have in this town because of what they did in 14 and 15. And then it was magnified, multiplied by the great Patrick Mahomes. Let's go back to the phone lines. 913-586-7610. Royals lose 12 to 2. They've dropped five in a row. Let's go to Vicky and Miriam. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Long-time listener and supporter of you, because where would we be without you? Because you tell it like it is. You tell truth. When the GM doesn't say, we've got a really bad team, and the GM and, and Sherman need to get in their pockets and give me some players. Thank you. Because it's looking like glass again, okay? Not spending money. Okay, I'm not going to scream. I've been screaming for you because I see your passion as I have passion for this team. But they don't care. Piccolo and, and Sherman, they don't care. They're looking for revenue. You can't build a stadium where the fans don't show up. Because apathy is setting in. Thank you for you. If Sherman doesn't get off his butt and get some players in here and the GM, there's not going to be any fans in the stadium. You're not going to have a job. And we want you to keep your job, okay? Yes, thank you. You know, because where would we be without you standing up for the truth? I want to hear a manager... Our managers say, our team sucks. GM, excuse me, I shouldn't have used that word. That's all right. GM, get me some players. We want comp- com- competitiveness. There is nothing that is sparking a fire. It will be worse than last year. This is the worst I have ever seen. Okay, and I'm 72 years old, and I saw my first baseball game in 1955, I believe. Uh, well, I don't know what, what it was, the Kansas City Athletics. Okay, I gotcha. yeah, yeah. so I support you, but you. we are screaming for you because gotcha. you have to keep your cool. Okay, but the fans don't. <laughs> Well, you're a fan. That's true. Yeah. Sherman needs to get in his pocket and buy some players and trade. And that's the bottom line. And if he's not listening, he better be listening because this is what the fans want. And what, if we want competitiveness, we've got to have players that the GM supports. And the Sherman, get us off of your mind of a stupid stadium. Been there, done that. In the 50s, spend the money, get the players, bring them in, 
go to the Marlins and buy the team, okay? Then we'll have a team, okay? I got you. I have a, that is a great suggestion. Spending money, buy and trade. I got you. Vicky. I got to get some other people in here. Uh, Thank you very much for that phone call. Uh, I, I appreciate the passion. I appreciate the support you have for me. Uh, it, that uh, it means a lot. Thank you very much, Vicky. Also means a lot to have the support once again this season of Rawhide Harley Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas, supporting the post game show and Royals baseball each and every game out here at Kauffman Stadium. Thanks to Rawhide Harley Davidson. Shout out, Vicky. Quick timeout. Royals lose 12 to 2. We're back with more after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Back to Burns Post Game Show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. 12 2 is the final score. Royals drop a fifth straight game. They'll hope to win one on this homestand. They're down to their final opportunity tomorrow afternoon. Thank God it's an afternoon game. Don't have to. Well, you don't have to think about this one for long, but I'm so sick in the head. I'm going to be up until 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Just reliving it. Well, Brady Singer pitches tomorrow. Uh, he's going up opposite a pretty darn good pitcher in his own right, lefty Martin Perez. It's a 110 first pitch. I'll be on the air with the on deck show beginning at 12 noon. My game notes after this 10 run defeat are brought to you by Jay Southland Tow Service. Only thing really to note Vinny Pasquantino extends his on base streak to 13 games. Vinny hitting laser beams all over the diamond tonight. Only one of them finds a hole. Opposite field double with two outs in the eighth inning. Royals at that time are already down 10 runs. But not, not giving away an at bat. Like to see that. Let's go to the J Southland Toe Service text line real quick. Mike in Omaha writes in, Vern, I think you found your new co-host and her name is Vicky. I like her passion. Yeah, I like the passion, too, no doubt. Let's go to Logan in Overland Park. Logan, let's hear your passion after this. Royals Ball Club falls to 4-14 four and 14 on the season. I think Logan's gone. We lost Logan. Yeah. Logan knew he couldn't follow Vicky. I mean, Logan, you can. Uh, and any one of you can attempt to. Phone lines are open, 913 586 Seven six ten. Okay, Logan. I thought you got cold feet. You're there. Go ahead, bud. No, he's not there. Can't hear him. Can you hear me? There we go. All right, Logan. That's uh, that's that's my bad. Go ahead, buddy. All right, all right. Well, yeah. Vicky said a lot of what Kansas City is thinking. And first of all, you may have the hardest job in all of sports radio across oh. the country. And I, I just feel for you night after night. And it gets to be the fifth inning, and we're down by nine. And I say, I wonder how Vern is going to get through uh, another well, they ex- evening. They extended beer sales to the eighth inning, so at least we got that going for us. Yeah, that's uh, miraculously, that'll help you out. Hey, there's a couple of thoughts. One is I we cannot possibly compare this team at all 
to the team that came up in 2012, 2013, and went on to 2014 and 2015 World Series. There's just no comparison if you went position by position. There's no way you could honestly say, well, two years from now, these guys are going to be in the World Series. There are a couple of major league ball players on this team that we called up last year. And remember when we called everybody up and everybody was thrilled, we were starting seven rookies. And I think a couple of times we had eight rookies in the lineup. Pasquantino is going to be a major leaguer. Bobby Witt is going to be a major leaguer. Beyond that, of all the people we called up last year, and I'm even including Melendez, I'm not 100% certain that we've got a major league team night in and night out. And one of the things I want your opinion on, did we call these people up too soon? Thanks for the phone call, Logan. Um, Well, it depends. I don't know what other option they had, A. And, And B... No, 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 no. My answer is no. No, they didn't. Because if you start to look at the ages of some of these guys, Bobby and Drew Waters are really the the only young ones. Bobby, 21 last year. Drew Waters was 23 last year. MJ Melendez was 23 last year. I, you know, Bobby earned his way. You know, MJ wasn't hitting well at the beginning of last season. The injury to Salvador Perez kind of paved his way to the show. So maybe, maybe with MJ, okay, I can give you that. Maybe they're putting a little bit too much on his plate right now, having him catch, playing the corner outfield, hitting the top two of the lineup every single night. I've been talking since spring how I would punt on MJ as a catcher. He's been defending his tail off behind the dish. Shoot, had a nice night in right field as well. Made an impressive catch in the third inning. It ranged a long way out there in right. A head first dive at the foul line. A big first out for Brad Keller there in the third inning. Maybe with MJ Melendez, okay. No with Drew Waters, no with Michael Massey, no with Vinny Pasquantino. Maybe MJ, Logan, maybe. But the thing is with Melendez last season, even when he went through his slump, he was still drawing the occasional walk. He still had a respectable on-base percentage for a 23-year-old rookie. So no, no, I'm not. I'm not giving them that excuse. And and, and again, you know, um, uh, Michael Massey's older than Luis Arise. You know, Vinny Pasquantino's 25. Nate Eaton's 26. I mean, they're young to you and I because we've only really seen them at the highest level for a year, year and a half. But in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of baseball, and yes, real life, they're young. But in Major League Baseball circles, they're not babies. Uh, they're not in their prime. They're not vets. But they're not 
They're not Bobby. They're not Drew Waters. They're not what Chris Bubich was back in 2020, where you're just amazed at the ability to compartmentalize everything going on around them and still keeping a positive mindset. Appreciate the phone call. And let's stay in Overland Park and talk with Chris. You're on 610 Sports Radio following a 12-2 loss to the Rangers. Hey, Vern. How you doing, bud? I'm all right. How are you? Doing good. First of all, I'd love to sit down and have a beer with Vicky. <laughs> no doubt. But, um, hey, uh, can you fill us in on Bubich's injury? I know the, I think the Rays just had a similar injury. Yep. To where they're saying he's going to be out for the entire year. Yeah, you're talking about and Jeffrey more, Springs, the young lefty for the Rays who they just signed to a long-term extension. He had a left forearm strain, or excuse me, a left flexor strain, and uh, he will now undergo Tommy John surgery and miss the next year, keeping in mind that Chris Bubich also uh, landed on the IL with a left flexor strain. He's had uh, one uh, res- one set of results return that showed, yes, the flexor strain, but there were... Um, concerning underlying elements that have um, led the organization to seek a second opinion. We're not going to know the results of the second opinion until Thursday, which just happens to be an off day before a team starts a 10-game road trip. So add it all up, and it seems as if very bad news is forthcoming for Chris Bubich. And now he was working on a new pitch, which is what caused his arm to flare up, correct? I haven't talked with Chris, and Q hasn't identified the the slider as the reason uh, for the flexor strain. It it would make sense that arm isn't used to that snap. Uh, Well, I mean, he's he's tinkered with a slider in the past, just wasn't encouraged to throw it. You know, I've heard that with split finger fastballs, and and then the, 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 the flexor is, you know, look, the elbow is always the the victim. When it comes to any sort of new pitch, any sort of ailment, um, but personally, I I, I can't, uh, in good faith, attribute this injury to the slider. Uh, you, you might be right. I I just don't have enough knowledge yeah. to say that on the radio. Well, more times than not, I'm wrong. So yeah, same same here. But but uh, didn't we know that he had a little bit of a uh, little bit of inflammation before he made that start where he threw 100 pitches? No, 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 no. Not that I, uh, okay. no, no, no. Right. Yeah, he, he did throw 100. That was back on Saturday. Now, the thing that was concerning from that game was right out of the gate, his velocity was down. The coaching staff took notice, but every pitcher's velocity was down. The elder kid that was pitching for the Atlanta Braves and all the relievers that came out of the bullpen, all of their velocities were down, and Chris Bubich told the coaching staff, I'm good to pitch. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel something, but I'm. It, it's nothing to worry about. Let me go back out there, um, and they did, and it landed them on the IL. But I, I don't know if we're gonna blame the training staff, if you can blame the coaching staff, if you can blame Chris Bubich for not being honest about what he was feeling. Uh, it's just, I think it's just unfortunate uh, what happened to the 25 year old, especially when it seemed like he was prime for a breakout now again uh, there is no official word right now it's still a 15-day il for chris bubich and until we uh, hear otherwise i'm going to continue to proceed as if yeah bad news is coming but i i I don't want to get too ahead of myself well all righty Vern. hey i appreciate you man have a great night 
All right, buddy, you too. Appreciate it. Let's go to Prairie Village. And Trevor, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals fall to 4-14 four and 14 on this young season. Hey, Vern. Hey, man. I've been going to Royals games for 50 years. Wow. I'm 50 years old. Been going to them since I was three years old. And I never left a game as mo- as dis- more disappointed than I have tonight. Uh, you know, I remember a game in 98 when Jim Tomey hit three home runs in the fountains. I think Manny Ramirez hit, hit one on the I-70, and we lost like 20 to 3. But tonight was disgusting. You know, we trotted out three and a half major leaguers in that lineup tonight. Bobby Witt, Salvi, and Pascantino, and maybe Melendez, maybe a half. The other the other guys belong in the minors, and it's it hurts me to say that because I'm usually a half-glass-full type guy. But tonight was absolutely disgusting. And, that I mean, Burn, it really hurts me to say that, but it is true. They are a nightmare right now. And I don't know what's going on. Hernandez came out tonight, was going through the motions, and was just throwing gopher balls the whole time. Looked like he didn't even give a crap afterwards when he didn't even get an out i'll tell you man it is bad news bears right now i wish i could correct you trevor i appreciate the phone call only thing i'll say is the 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 four names that you gave me bobby Vinny, salvi and mj they combined for half of the team's eight hits so the the other five starters that you said should be in the minor leagues had just as many hits as the guys you deem big leaguers. Franmil Reyes was on twice. The hustle I saw from Franmil, um, what was that, in Texas? I don't know. One of those games on the road. You know, Franmil busting it out of the box. I thought he he's not fleet of foot, but played a solid left field the other day. Man, I got nothing bad to say about Franmil Reyes right now. I was happy to see Michael Massey get off the schneid, get that one-out single to right in the fourth inning. Boy, did he need that. Edward Olivares is one of only two Royals with multiple hits tonight. Kyle Isbell's one of only two Royals to drive in a run tonight. And Nicky Lopez played a pretty solid third base. Nice pick there in the fourth inning on a nasty two-hopper. Uh, 102 miles per hour. Off of the bat of Adolis Garcia, Nicky Lopez continues to shine on the defensive side of things. Bobby had a nice defensive play as well. Now, he was breaking to the second base bag from that shortstop position in that same fourth inning. Uh, right as Brad Miller hits a ground ball to the five and a half hole. And as Bobby's making his way to the second base bag, he stops his momentum, dives back to his right to glove that ground ball and make a Nice little toss to Massey at second base. So the defense of uh, MJ Melendez, Nicky Lopez, Bobby Witt Jr., impressive. Everything else, well, it was a 12-2 loss. Speaking of Bobby Witt Jr., he spoke with the media after this 10-run defeat. Let's hear what the Royals shortstop and leadoff hitter had to say after his one-for-four night, and he started it in style with a first-pitch opposite field triple Let's hear what he had to say to Annie Rogers of MLB.com and Bally Sports, Kansas City. First pitch here, so just able to drive it. Luckily, he didn't make the play out there. Got to run in early. 
Definitely, I think it's just trying to trying to work my way on because I know the guys behind me will be able to kind of bring me in. Just. How do you think you guys can get out of this recent skid? What you're going through right now? Just move on. We get to the next day and just keep pushing forward. Um, yeah, I know uh, people say it's early and this and that, but we just got to keep keep working. Got to keep keep grinding out things and just keep trying to trying to push it. And I know uh, at times things can get hard. Um, you can hear it just from all the outside noise and everything, but you just got to keep try to keep a positive mindset, and that's what it is. And we're not trying to go out there each and every day, try to lose every game. We're, people don't see the work that we're putting in for the game before everything, and so that's what we can, can continually doing, and I think just got to keep learning, and it's part of the game. It's a game of adjustments. The great guys adjust pitch by pitch. The good guys adjust at bat by at bat, and then the good kind of go on and on, so that's we're kind of working through that, just making adjustments. That's part of the game. Yeah, you heard some fan frustration there in the sixth inning, some booze and stuff. I guess what's what are your thoughts when you're, you're hearing something? Like uh, motivation for sure. Um, we're trying to put on a show for them, so whenever they do that, just trying to motivate and motivates us, just trying to get better. And so I think that's what we keep doing. Not that like we like to hear it, but I think that's something that we'll kind of just keep working. Nice job, Bobby. All right, Bobby Witt Jr. Now you guys know. That I, uh, like many of you, have graduated from the School of Body Language taught by the great Rex Hudler. If you get a chance, if you were watching Joel Goldberg's postgame show on television, if you saw Bobby Witt Jr.'s postgame interview, a little different look in his eye. I liked it. I'll say this, and I've mentioned it on uh, the On Deck show, I think, yesterday. Bobby mentions that... People don't see the work that they're putting in, and I know that falls on deaf ears, but I, I, I can vouch for that. You know, the, the greats always work the hardest. Salvador Perez has been a prime example of that for the past decade. Bobby Witt Jr. is right there with him. I told the story the other day uh, going into yesterday's opener of this three-game series. Nate Eaton who going into yesterday had one hit all season. He was out there taking early BP, getting some early swings in. It was him and Hunter Dozier. And we all know Dozier's been struggling offensively for the past few seasons. So he was out there getting some extra swings in. It was Hunter Dozier, Nate Eaton, and Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby's always out there working. Vinny's always out there working. Michael Massey's always out there working. I See, I, I don't want to start naming guys because – I don't want you to read into, oh, you didn't name him. He's not working. That's not the case. Uh, but Salvi's different. Bobby's different. I'll stand on that. Loved what I just heard there from Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, we, we hear the booze. It's motivation. A little different look in Bobby Witt Jr.'s eye. Go check out that video. Go find Bally Sports Kansas City on Twitter. <clears throat> go to the Royals, uh, Royals.com. I don't know, wherever you go. <sighs> it made me feel a little bit better, a little bit better. Let's go to Reggie in Anaheim. Right, Reggie, I don't know if you're going to make me feel any better. Oh, I wouldn't count on anything, Burn, but we'll see what happens. Tonight is young. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, listen, so, so – uh, I got two quick points, and my first point is going to lead into my second point. Uh, yeah, you know, 
we can see that the Royals aren't good. Yeah, they're getting their, their heads caved in night after night. Yeah, the offense is bad. Yeah, we're losing. Yeah, everybody's pissed off because we're going to be moving downtown. But you know what, Vern? You know, you know the silver lining to this, to this abysmal cloud? At least they're having fun. Right, 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 right. Like, 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 like at least, at least the clubhouse is loose, right? Right, right. I mean, like, 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 like we got a loose clubhouse now. Everybody's having fun now, because because that, that's that's why we fired Matheny, right? That 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 was the reason why Matheny got fired because everybody was uptight. So you know, we switched coaches, and I mean, it looks like the same result to me. But you know, I I don't got no beef with Bobby. I mean, shout out to Bobby. Shout out, shout out to the whole young core. I'm not saying that they're bad because they're not talented. You know, they, it's just that the team is just not good right now. But that leads me to my second point. And you're not going to like this, Vern, but I'm going to tell it to you because it's the truth. You need to go ahead and start remembering this name, Dylan Cruz. You know who Dylan Cruz is? He's a center fielder for the LSU Tigers. You know who uh, 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 Morgan is? He's a right fielder for the for the LSU Tigers. Jackie Bradfield Jr. is a center fielder for the for the Vanderbilt Commodores. We need to go ahead and just start looking at talent that's going to be in the next draft. Uh, good, 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 good hit tools. Guys that could that we can maybe pass through the minors real quick and get them up to the major league level to help Bobby and to help MJ and uh, whatever pitching staff is left after this. But hey, man, hey, man. But at least everyone's having fun. Uh, I'll take your thoughts off the air. Thanks. Mark. I got you, Reggie. Look at Reggie, man. I, I, I knew you had the NFL draft on lock. I, I didn't know you had baseball draft prospects. Didn't know you had that Rolodex in the head as well, Reggie. And I think he's being sarcastic about the at least they're having fun thing. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's being sarcastic. We'll hear what Brad Keller had to say following his four innings of three-run baseball. Career high tying five walks tonight for Big Brad. Not mad at Brad. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm just I'm just down, Kansas City. I'm just I don't want to turn the page. I don't want to talk about everything through the context of 2024. I refuse to do it at least until we get to May. So with that being said, I don't know what we're going to do for the next few weeks. I mean, I might melt down. I thought I was going to cry tonight. That, that could be forthcoming. This upcoming road trip, while, while everyone's distracted by the draft, this, this whole postgame show could get real wild. A reason to listen. Or at least a reason to subscribe to the All Things Vern podcast. How about that? How about that self-promotion there? Whether it's the Odyssey app or anywhere you get podcasts, just search All Things Vern, and then all the interviews and appearances, and anytime I open my big yap, it'll be posted there all things Vern wherever you get podcasts and of course on the Odyssey app which if you're in the 610 sports radio listening area you can listen to Royals games right there on your phone or on your smart smart speaker just using the Odyssey app Royals lose 12 to 2 we get back to your thoughts and hear from big Brad Keller after this Vern's post game show on your home for Royals baseball 610 sports radio and the Odyssey app Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. 
12-2, the final score. Royals drop a fifth straight game. And the record is now 4-14. Four and 14. That's the second-worst 18-game start to a season in the history of this franchise. Phone lines are open for you. The text line is there as well. 913-586-7610. That's the number for both. To call us up, to shoot us a text, 913-586-7610. Royals take a one nothing lead after Bobby leads this thing off with an opposite field triple. It's about as good as it would get. Brad Keller, a 13-pitch scoreless first inning. A 14-pitch, three-batter-faced second inning. But then in the third, he walks the eight and nine hitters. You know one of them comes around to score. And in the fourth inning, with the game knotted up at one apiece, after a terrific defensive play by Nicky Lopez, Brad Keller walks the next two batters that he faces. They both come around to score. Wasn't helped by Kyle Isbell defensively in that inning. Nonetheless, all three earned runs, obviously charged to Brad Keller. He takes the loss. He's now 2-2 two and two on the season. I mentioned 13 pitches in the first, 14 in the second. He needs 25 in the third, 29 in the fourth, and that ends his day. 81 pitches. Four innings, three runs on three hits, five walks and two strikeouts. He had this to say after the game on Bally Sports Kansas City. That command day, uh, put myself in a lot of trouble. Um, felt like uh, able to work out of some jams. Obviously, I self-inflicted jams. Uh, you know, just didn't win many. Uh, two two counts, one one counts. Um, kind of swing those swing counts. I just felt like I didn't have my best command and uh, just ended up walking a lot of guys and not ideal. Uh, lack of command maybe in the bullpen at all, or was it just pretty early on that you started to feel that? Honestly, in the in the bullpen, I felt like I was pretty um, pretty good command wise. It just um, kind of got in there and maybe thought too much, maybe got kind of out of sync, and then uh, just tried to battle as much as I could. Which is the first six pitches or so? What what were you feeling uh, just to start off the game there? Uh, honestly, just trying to fill it out a little bit. I didn't didn't have great command. I felt like I was uh, flying open real early. Um, I think you could attest with the high um, high arm side fastballs. Um, just try to settle down a little bit. Salvi came out, calmed me down, and I was able to uh, execute after that. But um, like I said, just fell out of sync from the start. Uh, can, can you just comment on the feeling in the room? Do you sense the feeling in the room at all? Um, no, I mean, I, you know, it's pretty early in the season. I feel like, uh, you know, I don't think there's any any sort of panic or anything. I think, you know, we, we play a lot of games. We, you know, the grinds, it can get to sometimes, but I feel like everyone's pretty um, even keeled just trying to grind through this. Obviously, it's a rough patch for us, but, um, you know, playing some really good teams that we got to grind through and, you know, just find a way, find a way to, you know, for us, like, keep guys off the base pass um, and, you know, the hitters just find a way to get on base and score runs. I mean, it's just it's a team game. We all just got to kind of chip in. And like I said, right now we're just going through a little rough patch, but we'll get out of it. Brad Keller now 2-2 two and two on the young season. Look, uh, from being in that clubhouse just about every day, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I, I, I don't sense team-wide pressing. Uh, there are certainly some hitters in there that are angry at themselves and, and maybe gripping it tight on an individual basis, but as a unit, no, it, it, you're not sensing that tension.
but it's 18 games into the season. I would hope not. Let's go to the text line, the Jay Southland Toe Service text line. From the 785, Vern, leaving the K, and sad to say the most impressive thing I saw tonight was Hawkeye the dog and all his tricks he was able to perform. That sure was cool, wasn't that? Man, some good-looking pups out there. 323 dogs in the building tonight. Bark at the park. How about it? Riley and Lottawana writes in, Vern, at least the minor league starters look good tonight. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, uh, I don't want to do this, but I don't want to talk about the future on April 18th. But you're right. Frank Mazzucato, the 19-year-old left-hander that the Royals selected seventh overall back in 2021, was shoving tonight. Now, as I say that, let's also acknowledge he's repeating his level. He's still at low A, Columbia. That's where he was last year, okay. Nonetheless... The guy had nine strikeouts through four innings. Frank Mazzucato's final line tonight. Again, a 19-year-old lefty. Six innings, no runs, three hits, 13 strikeouts, and three walks. The young man has now made two starts. Two starts at a level He was at a season ago, so we take it all with a grain of salt, but the numbers are the numbers. Two starts in, 11 innings on the mound, not a run allowed, four hits allowed total, 20 strikeouts in 11 innings. Impressive tonight from Frank Mazzucato. Last year's top pick, outfielder Gavin Cross, who the Royals took ninth overall. He went two for four tonight with a double. His OPS now sits at 827. Cross is the organization's number one prospect. One of their top position player prospects. Another one of last year's draft picks, Caden Wallace. Drew a pair of walks. He too doubled. He also stole a base. He lifted his OPS to 954. But Riley, I would imagine you were talking about Frank Mazzucato. And you were probably also acknowledging Mason Barnett, who the Royals drafted in the third round last year, a six-foot right-hander, made his second start this season with high-A quad cities. Now, he has advanced a level. He was not pitching there last year. And tonight, he threw five innings of one-hit baseball, striking out seven, lowering his ERA through two starts to .82. And you know what? Let's end it right there. Let's end on a positive. Talking about, yes, guys at A-ball, but still guys in the Royals organization. A first-round pick in Mazzucato, a first-round pick in Cross, and now a first-round pick in Brady Singer tomorrow afternoon. One ten for the first pitch. He squares off with Martin Perez. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show beginning at 12 noon, live from Craft and Draft. I hope you join me. I'll give you a chance to win tickets to see Lorenzo Kane return home. Be listening tomorrow at 12 noon. Blake Schneiders, thank you very much for the help.
Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night, Kansas City. Take care. You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seven strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.